welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cafet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahaman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and today, yay, I am joined by astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria and Jenna Short from East Vancouver now. Welcome back, Jenna. So glad to have you this yeah yeah and she has come up with the topic for today which given that all hallows eve is fastly approaching we're going to talk about witches and particularly maybe not being a witch in salem back in the <laughs> 1600s was yeah. or not being accused of being one yes yes was probably or not a good idea so what led you to think about this particular topic my dear um, well, I watched the new Hocus Pocus. The okay, Hocus that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, the Hocus Pocus, the original Hocus Pocus is from 1994, 1995, and it's got uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Oh, okay. Most big names, and they play these witches from the end, and they live in Salem. They were, they were oh, okay, witches, and they are evoked back into present day and then they like wreak havoc on the town oh. um, so yeah they did it they did a second one and I was watching it and just thinking about it more as an adult as opposed to a child and I was like oh my god these were real people yeah they, they actually did that to people and what's interesting is there's like a 200 year segment in Europe in which 50 to 60 thousand people oh, yeah were done in for being witches yeah they didn't just europe they didn't just hang them there they burnt them at the stake up with and, other lovely ways to kill them yeah so but yeah so um jill came up with some charts that were very interesting so the big question then for us was okay how do we talk about this because we need charts to look at <laughs> yes i found an article that was talking talking about Salem and the witch trials. And it said that basically, like it did start in kind of January of 1692, but really got going in the spring. And, and by the fall, it was kind of dying out. So I thought- No pun intended. Look, yeah, well, looking at the, um, the spring solstice, the autumn, or spring and fall equinoxes and summer solstice would be because that'll cover that period those periods of time and yep. also it gave the the first woman that was hanged and it gave the date so that gave me a, an actual date yeah so there we, go. we have some charts yeah so if you would like to put up the first chart okay i think that yeah, easy. So here we have the the spring equinox in Sa set for Salem. Mm -hmm. And what struck me right away was Neptune and Pisces right up in heaven because there was a lot of hysteria and you know it is talking about I guess witchcraft would be considered <laughs> that kind of Neptunian sort of thing. Um, yeah, dealing with the supernatural um, yeah. and it was also driven by you know the the spiritual context of that town which was trying to be 
um, a community that was guided by a, a particular religious paradigm. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's very much about religion and spirit. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed too is that we have Saturn stationing retrograde and it's actually squaring the midpoint of Mercury Neptune mm -hmm. and opposing Chiron so you've basically got a T-square yes you do there. Yeah. and to me it was interesting especially with Saturn stationing because it's all about clamping down controlling this thing yeah which is who has the truth in, in Sag um, yeah, that's and also, by Jupiter and and also what's going on with these people and their you know health because they're having yes. all these symptoms, right? Yeah, and that was um, what uh, also Jill discovered was like you know hundred couple hundred years later, there were some scientists who kind of looked at well what the heck was because they I guess there was quite some documentation about you know the. You know, the spells were, that were put on people. And well, they were just they were trying to come up with an explanation for the symptoms that these people had because they had delusions and vomiting and that kind of stuff. And and they said that the fungus ergot was in a lot of the grains back then mm -hmm. and that that causes those actual symptoms. So yeah. they thought that might have been what was happening. So, mm -hmm. and of course... They're having these symptoms and then they start blaming somebody for this be a spell cast on me because they didn't know about funguses. And yeah, fungus. so and of course, Neptune is about things like poisoning. Yeah, so yeah. You know, either way, Neptune's very, very significant, I thought, in, in its position there. And uh, yeah, just seemed interesting to me given. Uh -huh. So one, one could also comment on having like three out of the four very outer planets in mutable signs, you know, uh, Uranus and Gemini, so the spreading of shocking news. Um, and, you know, Pluto's hanging out there in Cancer, he is kind of tied in. But it, it struck both of us, well, more so Jill, she noticed it that, oh, yeah, that's exactly where Pluto is, not right at this moment, but opposite, yeah, yeah. Yes. opposite in Capricorn right now, yeah. But I think having that kind of mutability, <clears throat> you know, dominating in the sky, then, um, you know, the confusion around what's true and what's not true and who's saying it and why are they saying it and... Yeah. Well, and interesting that Mars at 29 is near the, you know, zero point there too. Yeah. Yeah. Because the zero point, Jenna, I'm, I'm not sure if you've caught this yet, um, but it's considered the cardinal axis is considered the world, the world. axis, the world axis. So whenever well, it to gets me that brings, yeah, and that brings in what you were talking about with so, I mean, it was not just Salem, it had, was also going on in Europe and had been. Yeah, yeah. and so, it was actually beginning to wind down at that point in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the States was late to the party, but yeah, let's join in. Eh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole um, Inquisition scenario was like 200 years long. 
Um, and which made me think, you know, is there some sort of cycle to that, those types of events? Um, yeah, and I've not ever heard any astrologer talk about that kind of a cycle, but it almost feels like it might be a cycle, right, mm. for it to last that long. Well, interesting, Mars is squaring Eris, which is, like, Eris is... is yeah, so you've got a mutable warrior, cross. Warrior type of women, right? Yeah. And, and they, you know, I mean, they didn't like women who were strong, really. <laughs> yeah. Although the impression I got from reading it, it, the women who were the most vulnerable to this were the ones that were unwed, that didn't have family connections. So if you were a woman and got orphaned, um, and then had to go, you know, work to sustain yourself. Those were the type of women they picked on as being the witches rather than, you know, people that were in families. The, those were the afflicted ones. Um, yeah, but even some yeah. women were blamed. Yeah, yeah. Used. Yeah. Men and some men. And yeah, men. there were some men. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't just the women that no. were used, but mostly it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so having, um, not having the, uh, you know, like if it was a fixed cross or something, then that, yeah, I don't know if this kind of thing could happen under something other than a mutable cross where, you know, the, the paradigms are not solid or initiating, they're, they're changing, yeah. He also grand trying fire with moon trining Saturn and the south node. Yeah. So as Saturn and south node can both be constricting kind of energies. And we're talking about the moon, which is the feminine, right? Yeah. And so it's interesting too that the nodal structure, so the eclipses that year would have been in February and then again in August. And in August is kind of when, like the first hanging was what, that was June? June. The, June, yeah. Yeah, yeah, June. yeah. And so there was probably by August, it, <clears throat> either it was finishing or, yeah. Yeah, I think it was starting to wind down by then. Yeah. By the fall, it was pretty much. Yeah. And so one could look at, you know, the, the South Node, Leo, the drama of it constricting and, you know, the move towards, let's hope, humanity, Aquarius, <laughs> was starting to dawn on people that, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Well, the, Neptune is also in conjunct, in a, quite, a very close in conjunct to the South Node, which is yeah. kind of interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, but Neptune. Yeah, right on the middle. Neptune popped up in this chart, and the other ones that I was looking at were. Okay, well, let's let's look at another one. I mean, that's just too, for to have Neptune up there every time. Huh? How huh? oh, is that possible? What about like which asteroids? Like the first one that Ooh. kind of comes to mind is like Lilith, or maybe even like Pius Athena. No, maybe there's like significant asteroids. Do you, okay, so if you right click where you are right now, Jill. Yeah. Okay, right click, just doesn't matter where. Go to display points. Yeah. Uh, then go to edit, and you could add some of those asteroids. Do you want 
We want uh... Lilith, she said. We have Lilith in there. We have Black Moon Lilith. Yeah, that's okay. All right, Black Moon Lilith. And who else? Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena. Where's Pallas? She should be there somewhere. Oh, she's higher up. Yeah, there's Pallas. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, that makes sense. Okay, let's have a look at where they were. And you might have to hit read. No, put them in. So oh, oh, Pallas with Saturn. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's where Saturn. This is the. This is the. Oh my gosh. This, oh, is, this the is the autumn. And look at up there. Um, uh, yeah, Black Moon Lilith right at zero. Let's go mm -hmm. back to the other chart and let's yeah. see where they were. So funny. Yeah, well, it is. I just. Okay, so hit redraw. Uh, redraw is over on the side and it'll put them in. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm pointing. Why can't you see? I'm pointing. I had to move you away. You were blocking my my list. <laughs> so oh, dear. So Lilith is back. Oh, it's still, yeah. There's no yeah. Mercury, like, 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 yeah. The spread of. I don't know. Yeah. So they, yeah, they are definitely being pulled into this. The gossip. The gossip. Yep. Uh, good good call. Yeah. Good call. And the pattern pies, I think it's like literally like the struggles of women empowerment. Yeah. Well, and they're and I mean with Saturn stationed, that's like literally drawing a um yeah, box around something and confining well, it. And, too. I mean it's squaring uh -huh. basically all of these guys because it's the midpoint of Mercury and Neptune. Yeah. So yeah, and Chiron, of course, on the other end. So yeah, pretty strong T-square. Yes, very strong T-square. Is that mutable cross? Oh. Yeah. Cool. So when in doubt, when in doubt of being <laughs> labeled a witch in not a good way, you're going to want to put a chart up and put, you know, like, see what's directly overhead. <laughs> ah. yeah. Okay, so then the next chart was, that was the fall. No, did yeah. we have this the summer I solstice? Summer, I just have to find the summer solstice. Okay. Nope, not oh, the winter one. No, not the winter one. Where's There's the summer no. one. Okay, so but now we have the Gemini. Oh yeah, look at that. Okay, so hit redraw and it'll add those other two but, in. But literally, okay, could it get closer than that? Yeah. Oh. Okay, and look at the T-square. I mean, opposite the moon, squaring Mercury and Chiron. And Uranus and, yeah, and Chiron with that Saturn down there. Oh, not good. But is, is that not, I mean, and Neptune stationing. And Neptune stationing. Oh, yeah. that is too bizarre. Yeah. Oh, that is too bizarre. So, yeah, I mean, this was when it, when it was probably kind of, at its peak because yeah just, yeah because you're just off of when that lady the first lady was hanged yeah oh my god yeah i know i, I mean it was neptune that got me because yeah. not only is it on the midheaven in the in the spring one it's on the midheaven again at the autumn one and it's yeah. <laughs> yeah 
and south node venus and south node yeah it's kind yeah. of wild, but and and you know saturn yeah. palace are closer in this one and opposite posing, yeah. oh my god so yeah. that's just amplified all that energy up there yeah yeah and so, you know when you've got something that's mutable it's you know that that's sort of the idea of um crowd energy you know and the whole idea of hysteria mutable energy is going to feed that like yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah uh, yeah so i i just but it just blew me away how how neptune managed to just involve itself so dramatically <laughs> in each of the charts like wow and it's in conjunct almost exactly to oh to, to Mars to the violence. violence yeah and dramatic violence yeah yeah yeah. Uh. yeah with Venus another symbol of the feminine right yeah yeah no it's uh, quite spectacular I think um, just how the timing of these things you kind of go whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and we're you know this is all involved with the nodal axis here too. yes yeah your eclipses would have still would still be resonating with that and it would you know the eclipses in august probably could very easily have highlighted yeah yeah not good not good no 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 so next one yeah sure. yeah okay so this is the autumn one and what was interesting to me here is that Pluto is actually dipping his toe in Leo by then. Yes. Yeah. So, so that is a fairly significant shift that we're about to go through the opposite of that. Yeah. 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 But like you say, Neptune's right up there. Right up there, less than two degrees away from heaven. Yeah. And in conjunction, Mars. And Mars still. Yeah. Which is conjunct Mercury. So, yeah. Uh-huh. But it, but it's it's starting to die down in the autumn. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. and that could be because of the you know the the Pluto shift. Yeah, that takes some of the energy because part of with Pluto and Cancer, um, the touchstone to generational um, ways of looking at things, you know, like the. Uh, the mythology around witches and yeah and yet when it changes signs it would take some of the the energy away from that mm-hmm. channeling that uh, uh, epigenetic stuff mm-hmm. you've also got an air sign grand trying this time yeah that's the moon again the moon yeah mm-hmm. um and it's trining Mercury. Yeah, which is justice. And that Mars, Mars, Mercury. And Chiron and Jupiter. That yeah. may be coming to, you know, because people were tired of all the trials and like we're done with this. And yeah, this is like maybe we need to let go of this and maybe do some healing around that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. And of course, Saturn's still hunkering down with Pallas there. Pallas. Opposite yeah. Uranus. Yeah, so maybe having Uranus come up there to actually oppose that, that, that might have represented free the freeing up of that. Well, an interesting, yeah, and interesting that that's sort of doing a mystic rectangle, as they call it. 
Oh, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So do you see what she's outlining there, Gemma? Uh, Jenna? Yeah. We've got the trine, the sextile, the trine, and the sextile. That is a yeah. mystic rectangle. You yeah. call it a mystic rectangle. I mean, it's, it's the nodes that are... Yeah. But, but because Pluto is close to the node now... Yeah. You know, it's it within... It gives some energy to it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah, let's stop this now. <laughs> let's stop this drama. Let's come up with a different story. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you feel like the mystic rectangle is like especially in events or you know points in time that it's like that it, it's like a twist of fate or it's like a it's like a big shift or what like what how do you think that's significant in the event i'm not sure i just yeah I just, I, it, would I, be, it would be easy to speculate that that is exactly what you're saying right like it's created the right resonance for it to shift yeah, because it's balancing Saturn Uranus, which is past and future kind of uh -huh. orientation of those planets, and then the nodes, right? Yeah, which is where are we where are we coming from? Where are we going? Yeah, and we're going towards humanity, which is the Aquarian North Node from the drama, the past stories. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, all of this, what you've just mentioned, those are the kind of things that individual astrologers could, you know, kind of take the ball and run with in terms of studying it. Because, you know, now, you know, we have the facility, we've got the historical record, we've got, you know, the, the software now that, um, uh, you know, you could literally plug in and, you know, see how many times that that mystical rectangle will come up at a autumn equinox or a you know spring solstice they also have the world axis really highlighted here yeah and not so only, that's why she's picked those right because it's not is only the axis. sun but lilith right? yeah that's so funny yeah yeah and eris is just about to shift into Libra too yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah just really uh I, yeah, I and it and it definitely caught the imagination. It Sorry. caught the imagination of the U.S. for sure, right? Oh, yeah. And it's they know, love drama. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> but I I can remember when I found out where my husband was born. He was born in Salem, but not Salem, Massachusetts. Right. Salem, Oregon, right? You know, but you're like, what? <laughs> Are you yeah. come back to haunt me or something or well I think, yeah but it's the new england states that were yeah yeah and they were they had come from europe wanting they to establish not, colonies not and cities that were religiously driven yeah the strong puritan thing yeah yeah exactly so yeah, um, I, yeah. <laughs> mm. Get pretty uh caught up in that saturnian stuff them puritans yeah because Sag can represent, you know, I have the way, the truth, and the light. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which yeah. is a, the danger of, of a really strong. So it's interesting because the generation uh, that Jenna wants us to look at in our next episode, not our next, next episode, because that's November, but um, is the, what did you call it? Gen Z? Gen Z. Yeah, so that's Pluto and Sag, right? Establishing a new, you know, What's the way, the truth, and the light? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, and also, of course, Jupiter rules that. Yes. Yeah. 
I feel like with the involvement of like so much about the moon and then now about like Chiron and Pisopene and Black Moon Lilith, it feels like really hard lessons surrounding the feminine. Yes. And oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there were a few men that were accused, but most by and large, it was women who were yeah. seen as being the witches. And certainly in the, in the ones in Europe. Yeah. Predominantly yeah. women. You know, if you were a midwife or anybody that was doing natural healing, you were yeah. What's amazing is that we didn't lose all of the knowledge, you know, like, you know, it must have gone underground in some form. And what's interesting, of course, now is that that sort of um, natural, which is such an overused word now, um, you know, the the returning to um, a simple form of medicine that is less toxic in the end i suspect <laughs> i mean we may not live as long but at least while we're alive we're not <laughs> being well, polluted and i don't know that it means we won't live as long but, but yeah i mean it fits with the whole you know right in, in taurus right now and uh, and the notes the node in taurus right now that it's all about returning to nature and yeah and so even though there was like two, almost 300 years of trying to eradicate that knowledge, mm. it, it hung around, which is yay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's being, you know, recodified in lots of different ways, lots of different ways. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. because, because we now have, have an understanding of it from different perspectives right yeah than, than we had back then so yeah yeah i mean it's yeah yeah so right so you also had a chart of okay this is the uh the actual is, bad day that some poor yeah, woman is, had so hit redraw and we'll see where those two well we know actually where they were yeah so there's oh look at this right on the this. Well, I said yeah. it. For, I said it for noon because I didn't yeah. know what time this would have happened. Yeah, hard to say. Perhaps they would do that sort of thing at high noon. I don't know, but you know, you got Neptune squaring those two anyway. Yeah, yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah. And conjunct Lilith still, mm -hmm. um, and these two hanging still, out. Yeah, hanging out together. Opposing and... you know, the Jupiter. Uranus thing, so mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. We got Mars at the south node now too. Yeah, ooh, right on the south node. Yeah, five five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. That's that's yeah. about as tight as you can get. Uh huh. And it's semi squaring the Sun Mercury. Yeah. yeah, I think. No, no I think Venus, that's that's Venus. Venus, Venus, Venus is semi squaring. Venus, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're squaring the moon. Yeah, they're yeah. creating that little mini triangle there. Yeah, but you could probably find a midpoint for that south node. Is yeah, and you know, like Mars is. Yeah, well, it's trining Saturn. That would be the strangulation 
part. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, not good. Not good. No. A bad I, day. I, a really I, bad day. I, Tina opposing Neptune and Black Moon Willis. Mm -hmm. That's a, a 135 degree aspect, a sesqui quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. And in this context, I mean, in lots of contexts that, well, no, it's, it's the square and a half, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it is a difficult aspect. Yeah. It's, it's the other it's one. That, this, this yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's tying those two squares together. We've got a square here, here, and here. Yeah. Completed with the sesquiquadrant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pulls in a lot of players. That just that mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. and both feminine symbols, the moon and Venus. Yeah, yeah. Saturn, Saturn in in a day chart because it would have happened during the day. That does become the malefic uh, of the chart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Jupiter applying everything, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I didn't really expect to find much of anything just pulling up these charts, and it's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neptune, look where it is this time. My goodness. So, yeah, square and clear on Sun and Mercury up there. Well. Wherever they are, they'll be somewhere up above the horizon. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, as time transpired, they eventually, um, uh, you know, saw the error of their ways in Massachusetts, and you know, there's they were all pardoned posthumously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think, yeah, I think it was in 1697 or something. They they had some kind of recognition of you know what had happened and trying to reconcile. Yeah, that it was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it was really that that soon. Well, yeah. to some degree, yeah. To well, some like degree, I say, yeah. by 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 fall, apparently it all died down. You know, so it was yeah. compared to Europe, it was very short lived in Salem. I'm sure it was long enough for the people that. That lived there, yeah. Covered, suffered through it, but it was, you know, relatively yeah. a short yeah. duration. So I've just had a thought because we have gobs of time still. Yeah, yeah. I am going to try something I've never tried in one of these recordings, and I am going to hit pause, and I'm going to pull up the chart of the last person in Europe to go through this. Okay. Okay, we are back and I have the chart for the spring solstice um, of the year that the last witch was beheaded ah, in Switzerland. And, spring equinox. And this is the spring equinox for that year in which it happened, which was 1782. So like almost at what not quite a hundred years past Salem yeah still yeah. at it yeah. ah. like I say Salem was relatively yeah. short 
Okay, so let me, I'll add those other display points too. So we had uh, Lilith and Pallas, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And save, select, there they are. Well, that Black Moon Lilith is with Mars. And Chiron. And Chiron, yep. And Neptune is opposite for this. Well, we basically got, um, and this may be why it signals the end of it, is because we've got zero Capricorn, zero Aries, and Libra hasn't been, uh, Neptune hasn't been in Libra all that long. Oh, and this is interesting. Uh, Pluto is in Aquarius, like it's about to do this spring to its first peak into... Yeah, I don't know if this. Now we've got Uranus still in. Well, yeah, of course, 84 years would have gone by from the Salem deal. So Uranus is in Gemini again. Yeah, Pluto's opposite where it was for the Salem ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, by the end of that year, it, it had just moved into Leo. Yeah, so. Well, actually, no, by the summer, I think. And then it yeah. went back into Capricorn for a bit. Yeah, it was Cancer, back into Cancer, yeah. Cancer, yes. Yeah. So when we have these... Um, and what, it, what this is speaking to, even though we've picked an odd topic, um, it would be interesting to see if this kind of shift shows up for other topics. Obviously, other things were happening in the world besides the last witch being beheaded. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> when you have outer planets making significant shifts that fall, um, you know, like Saturn being exactly square the sun, on um, the spring solstice, which sets the stage. Lots of astrologers follow it as setting the stage for the world for the, you know, the next quarter. And it's exactly to the minutes where squared by Venus. Oh, yes. Which oh, is 52, 52. Oh, you are which right. Which is conjunct at zero Aries. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so what this speaks to too, Jill, is what we talked about in the last episode with that zero degrees of Aquarius being dinged the way it's going to get dinged in the spring. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something to really look at. And you've got um, Jupiter opposite Uranus there. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled into the the T-square was set because of Saturn being so close. Yep. Yep. Really quite interesting. Yeah. Mercury and Pisces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Pius Athena being so close to the North Node, you say that that's hopeful in a way that was like, there's a shift and then we've got Neptune on yeah. the South. Node, so maybe like, we're moving away from this Neptunian, like, yeah, delusion. And well, actually, Pallas is just about to catch up to an opposition to Neptune, but at least it's Pallas with her sword, right? And 
Neptune is now in the sign of justice. So. Well, and she's not far off the sun Venus as well. No, she would be considered. They're all clustered around the midheaven yeah. over that area at that, at that uh, equinox. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That seems hopeful to me. Yeah. No, yeah. Somebody still still. <laughs> You know, and then and then you look at what you know what's gone down this year in terms of women. It's like, what? What do you mean we don't have any control over our bodies? Come on. Yeah. 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 With the look at Chiron squaring uh, Pluto almost exactly. To... Oh yes, yeah, fifty-two to forty-nine. Yeah. 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 Interesting. You kind of have a grand. You have grand trine in that uh, in air signs, but air not, sign. yeah. not by degree, but by yeah, yeah. Well, actually, with the moon, you know, um, it is pretty much a grand trine in air. Yeah, yeah. Neptune and Pluto. Yeah, yeah. my orbs are pretty tight for the way I do it. Two yeah. the two most outer with the most inner, right? Yeah, and the symbol of the feminine. Exactly. Yeah. When there's like an air grand trine, would you say that those are dealing with the topics of like intellectual debate or like, I don't know, something yeah. that, you know, that yeah. Like yeah, you could, you could say that, that the discourse is flowing. The discourse is flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a shift, uh, yeah. And a shifting of ideas around, uh -huh. especially with Pluto and Aquarius, right? You uh -huh. know? And, and, you know, as we've talked about with Pluto going into Aquarius this time, it's about humanity. Yeah. Who are we? <laughs> yeah, as humans, are we going to be, yeah, yeah humane to each other? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty and, and with Jupiter back in his own sign of Sag, then paradigm shifts can happen, right? Like different. Well, especially when it's opposite Uranus, yeah. in, again, in Gemini. So it's, again, the thinking that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, maybe this is not a good idea. I suspect oh. at the time it was probably rousingly condemned. You know? I mean, even though we didn't know about the outermost planets at that time, uh -huh. they are all in air science, right? Yeah. So thinking is, you know, let's get more progressive in our thinking here let's yeah get, you know how we can be more yeah <laughs> ben benevolent <laughs> yeah you know because what's strange is too is that this type of phenomena is is not viewed in the same context with other civilizations you know like throughout the African content, continent, um, you know, people were revered who were strange looking or whatever. They were shamans. They, oh, yeah. You know, the witch, witch doctor, doctor wasn't a bad thing. It was a no. good thing. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just this sort of Northern Europe. Well, it's part of it is that whole religious yeah. dog thing, like yeah. talk about with the Puritans and whatnot. Yeah. And, and again, Mercury is actually in a T-square with Uranus and Jupiter there. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so again, that's the, you know, let's get out of the dark ages here with our thinking. Yeah. And, you know, expand our, yeah. Yeah. Our awareness of new ways of 
looking at things. And, and Jupiter is just about to catch up to Saturn. So it's going yeah. to overtake Saturn. And so that could have been the start of one of those 200 year shifts that yeah. we've just gone through, right? With uh, Jupiter and Saturn conjoining in an air sign, which they haven't done in 200 years. So this could have been just the precursor to that happening that year. Going to the Earth science then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing to think some of these things that went on. Oh, yeah. It truly is. It's like, can't wrap my head around. No, I. I that yeah. kind of mentality and that kind of yeah event happening i i know my husband once talked about being he was in vancouver um uh, and it was one of the times i can't even remember the context now but he, he him and his sister had gone to an event and a riot broke out just after they left but he said at the time when they were there you could feel it in the air oh absolutely yeah yeah and that just, I, I've never experienced that, but, you know, some animal part of me kind of acknowledged that, yes, that's true. <laughs> well, it's, it's the mass hysteria that, yeah. you know, it it's, can happen. It, it, that, yeah, it, um, the masses become this thing. Um, yeah, group mind or something. Yeah. 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 In a good way. The fear no. is, the fear well, is. Yeah. Fear, is, fear is a weapon for sure yeah can be weaponized definitely i wonder about how neptune is like constant theme here it's almost like how the church you could say is how well, neptune is so not um conducive to um you know anything that has a um logical format right like neptune just throws that out the window now it can be inspiring and a good thing right you know the music of the spheres or whatever but um when it goes when things go sideways with neptune um yeah well neptune is very much about fear yeah and uh, fear or bliss or yeah like it's yeah and it doesn't it doesn't hold any um, moral value to it. No, nor nor rational. Yeah. Neptune. Yeah. It's you know. just an energetic that turns things loose, right? Yeah. 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 And careful what you play with. <laughs> well, it's the because there are no boundaries, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's very I would say there's very few people who can, um, I don't, and I don't even think you can harness Neptune. I don't think it's one of those no. energies. That well, you've got Saturn, Saturn approaching the square to Neptune, mm -hmm. which is, you know, going to rein that in, right? Yeah. And that is one of the toughest um, aspects to find in a birth chart when you've got uh, Neptune and Saturn conjoined. Um, that is very difficult energy and lots of people that have that prominent in their chart um, um, 
yeah will have you know anxiety issues and oh, yeah and fear and well because both of them do fear in a different way yeah exactly and so that particular conjunction is tough yeah yeah you don't want to see it in a chart neptune conjunct saturn but yeah. yeah and it happens well obviously fairly frequently well with this trying to think of the last one there, there was one the year that I was born, so yeah. 52, 53, um, Saturn and Neptune were conjoining just around the boundary of um, Libra and Scorpio, yeah. but there's yeah. another one since then, and I'm just trying to think if it was in Sag or... I think it was Cap Capricorn. Capricorn. I think it was Capricorn. Might have been, might have been, yeah. Well, Uranus and... and and Neptune got together and that took down the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah but, you know, Saturn moving square, Neptune, the square. Yeah, between, the square would not be a happy thing no, either. No, that would be very difficult because you've yeah. got the, the hyper rational squaring off against the, the anything but rational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reality versus spiritual or well, ephemeral. Yeah. Ephemeral. ephemeral. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Time versus timelessness. Yeah. Yeah. They two don't sit happily together. Anyway, guys, I think with our little pause in the middle that we've probably filled an hour. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So our uh, topic for next week, which will be the day before or two days before Halloween, will be the month of November. We will have all either successfully passed the um, eclipse on the 25th, which is at two degrees of Scorpio. Um, my condolences to those who have two degrees of fixed signs. <laughs> um yeah, and then we're going to, the week after, we're going to talk about the Generation Gen Z. When exactly is Gen Z? Um, it's not me. I'm millennial. I think it's like millennial. 96. Okay, yeah, that's Pluto in Sag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So when do they consider millennials? Like like 89 or 90 to 95 or 96 okay so pluto and scorpio um, so that's probably actually the rough demarcations yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's usually the pluto generationally yeah okay okay so the ones with sag yeah they'd be yeah. gen z is anyone born between 96 and the early to mid 2000s oh okay so yeah, I don't know. yeah. I yeah see, right. Pluto was uh, Sag from 1995 to 2008. Okay. Yeah. So roughly, yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. We know which group we're talking about then. All right. Yeah. Which they're children to us, but not to <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> they're my friends. <laughs> so we will talk about that and probably the outer planets because that will be kind of what defines that group okay yeah, that's how we define the generations generally yeah yeah that and pluto yeah okay in the meantime folks you have been listening to cjmb 90.1 fm 
Cassette Regions Community Radio Station. And thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Yes. Bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs>